Nancy. Hi, Meg. Want to talk about coaching? Sure, Meg. Jump in. Welcome to Clarity Call with Meg Kirstead and Nancy Sun. A conversation between coaches about coaching. Join us as we examine all the thoughts and questions we have about coaching and coaching culture in our quest to become better coaches. Spoiler alert, we are two human beings with human brains making this up as we go along. So we invite you to use your being and your brain while you listen in. So exciting. We're talking about coaching. Yeah. So what we wanted to open with, right, is what had us decide to do a podcast as coaches about coaching and particularly how we practice, how we're thinking of practicing, how we're thinking of elevating our own practice. How did this come about, Meg? Honestly, it was a while ago, so I'm kind of fuzzy on the details. I think, I mean, we were in the same mastermind and we clearly saw each other and recognized an awesome human in the other person and started talking, right? (laughs) Yeah, and as part of our experience in this mastermind, we were, talking about how we can become better coaches. And we realized that a lot of the questions that we were interested in were the same and that we had like a similar approach or were kind of interested in evolving our philosophy in the same direction. And so part of the reason why we wanted to have this podcast was to continue to refine, tweak, et cetera, that conversation, as opposed to just doing what we've learned wholesale just because it was what we were taught. So this is really about us engaging with coaching as something that is fluid, something that is evolving, because it's kind of like the English language. Like it is a practice that is incredibly democratic and it can change based on the people who use and practice this tool. So we were interested in the way each other was practicing. And we thought it would be really great to let you in on the questions that we're asking ourselves and where we are going with our own coaching to serve our clients. And I think it's important to point out that these are questions we're asking ourselves that don't necessarily have clear, easy answers. Like we aren't here to necessarily provide answers. If anything, we're here to provide questions and, you know, have some interesting conversations about them and sort of elevate coaching through thinking and talking and, and just being really, really thoughtful about what we're doing, especially like coaching as a industry and as a wide profession has not been around that long. Obviously it's based on a lot of existing practices like in psychology and philosophy and all that kind of fun stuff but like it hasn't we don't have a PhD program or a master's program in coaching out there in the world so we have the privilege of actually being able to create you know some of those conversations and really elevate the profession as something that is you know very legitimate and very serious but also very fun. And part of it is also, and this is something that I like and do want to keep about how I have been taught to be a coach, which is really, this is about us 
being equal in partnership with our clients and with each other. So there is no hierarchy in who's right, who's wrong, who is more power than someone else. And so part of that is, is we're having this conversation as two equal human beings who have differing points of view, trying to find our way together through asking these questions, hypothesizing potential answers, and invite you to do the same. Yeah, this is something that we really hope to turn into additional conversations. So certainly reach out to us, reach out to each other, and just start having some conversations about coaching and who we are as coaches, how we serve our clients, and really being thoughtful about the practice of coaching. Because we get to decide what coaching is, which is pretty darn cool. Yeah. So what are some questions that we're hoping to, I guess, question as well as answer in these next episodes? Well, I think one is definitely around power relationships, which is sort of something you've already touched on, like the power relationship between coach and client, the power relationship between, say, coaches in some sort of group container, um, the power relationship between like a teacher and a coach. Because we these things are relationships that just exist, but we often don't examine them with like a critical lens of like, how is having an internalized hierarchy of these things affecting how I show up to this relationship? Yeah. Um, Am I listening to a teacher and taking their word as gospel and not really like owning my own sovereignty over my own decisions? I know another thing that we're going to talk about is the role of capitalism. And a a lot of coaching happens in a paid container, which means that there may be a lot of baggage and expectations about like when money is exchanged, what impact that has on the relationship. It's like, do you, does somebody kind of come in with the idea that, you know, customer service is king and what impact that's going to have on the relationship, as well as all other areas of your life where you might be using money. So that's another area we're looking at. I know something for me that I really love talking with Meg about is the impact of your intersectional identity on your coaching or on your ability to be coached, especially if it is or is not a one-to-one match with the person that you're interacting with. And it, and it isn't going to be, and I guess we should probably define intersectionality because it's kind of a academic, uh, obscure term. If you haven't like sort of been in some of the like racial justice, feminist kind of circle. So intersectionalism, we should find the person who coined the term and put her in the show notes. I'm terrible with names. She was a black professor, I believe in law. This was in the eighties. And essentially she put out this idea that you can't really divide someone into sort of demographic identities because the collective and intersecting parts of who they are makes it an inseparable whole. So like, if you are a black trans woman, that is a different experience than a white trans woman. And you can't just like, be like, the white experience is this and the trans experience is this. It's essentially the idea that all of those things matter. And when you put them together in how they intersect that you need to look at it through that lens rather than, you know, 
dividing it out into individual variables you can analyze. And it's particularly relevant to the conversation because all of us have intersectional identities, no matter who you are, even if you are a white cishet male, you do have an intersectional identity because as it turns out, you know, you are a person who exists in the world. So we really want to take a critical look at how that affects things. And once again, we don't have any answers. It's not like we know the answer to like addressing intersectionality in coaching, because if we did, that'd be insane because that's impossible. And also hierarchical. We don't have answers, so we're not going to give them to you because that would be a higher. Yeah. However, we will share with you what we're exploring, what we're experimenting with, what we think works for today and what we find doesn't so that you can also elevate and experiment and incorporate as you will. So I guess a good place to start would be, why are we doing this? So Meg, why are you doing this? Why were you like, hey, this podcast is an amazing idea. This is a conversation that I want to blast into the ether and with me as your partner in crime. All right, where to start? So I, I mean, I'm a nerd. Let's be clear. I am a nerd in many senses of the word, but I'm particularly like a social science nerd. I consider myself first and foremost a social scientist. Like the thing that is interesting and fascinating to me and that I have absurd amounts of education in is human behavior and, and thinking about human systems. So unsurprisingly, my previous career, I was a UX researcher in tech for over a decade. And my whole shtick was like looking at human systems and making products and technology better for those people. And to do that, you have to understand things like identity and behavior and all of these, you know, highfalutin ideas. So unsurprisingly, when I decided to be a coach, that perspective came along with me. I've done lots of like ethnography and my, one of my master's advisors was a anthropologist. So unsurprisingly, the moment I got to coaching, I was like, let's start looking at this through a intersectional societal construction kind of lens. And one of the things that I didn't see very much other than in a few like pockets are like people looking at coaching through sort of this, this critical lens. And unsurprisingly, when I discovered Nancy was also interested in similar things, I was like, oh my God, we should do something together. I don't know what, but we should do it. Um, and that's sort of what's evolved here. And I love how the conversations we've had thus far have really challenged my brain and got me to think more critically about myself and how I'm thinking about my mentors and my clients. So if, if nothing else, I'm doing this to just be a better coach. And also it's fun to talk about this stuff for me. I was the person in college who like on Friday nights was, was in a classroom, like with a bottle of wine with a friend, like creating political science theories. So I think I'm really excited to see how the coaching industry evolves as we like embarked on this project, I've started to see more people sort of starting to look at coaching through a, a similar, you know, set of questions, or at least with a, a critical lens. So I think the appetite is really there. Like we are clearly not the only ones who are asking these questions. So I'm really excited to like be part of the zeitgeist to like make coaching more awesome. Yeah. How about you, Nancy? I mean, like, 
obviously we we think each other are awesome and that that is reason enough to do this but what's getting you fired up about actually you know recording these episodes so I think I started to give myself a lot greater permission and a lot more agency over my own coaching and how I want to be with my clients quite frankly after like the George Floyd incident and Black Lives Matter And I say that because that particular incident, while I may have been an armchair philosopher and had like an understanding of fancy academic words like intersectionality, I really did not apply it into my everyday life or into, as a coach, my everyday coaching. And that incident really had an impact on me and made me realize like, how being complicit is having an impact on the people that I interact with, including as a coach. And I say this because we talked about power dynamics and relationships. And as someone who has gone through a coaching certification program, I like became keenly aware that, hey, this coaching program, like so many others, is a predominantly white institution. And what am I learning implicitly or explicitly when I allow someone (laughs) to play the role of teacher with the expectation that I need to learn and believe and accept everything they say wholesale in order to show up as coach? And since that experience, that is kind of what has made me evolve my own coaching practice to be like, hey, are all the things that I were taught in that container necessarily true? And by true, I mean actually in service of me as a student or as a human being and or any of the other human beings I serve. And if they don't serve myself or the human beings that I want to serve, which in my practice are artists, creatives, particularly those who see themselves underrepresented in that particular industry, then who do I need to be and what do I need to do in order to serve them better? And accepting that, hey, perhaps the tools that I learned at a predominantly white institution may not be the ones that are actually going to be the most effective for myself or for them. So you can't see me on this podcast, but I identify as a Chinese American woman daughter of immigrants, and also queer. So because of that, a lot of things that might work for someone of other identities that societally or socially are more acceptable or have more power, they might need different tools or have different points of view that might actually not work for me and in fact disempower me. And so part of the reason why I wanted to have these conversations with coaches in general or human beings in general, and in this case with Meg, is to be like, hey, how can we make what is implicit or taken for granted and really show ourselves, hey, what could possibly be the impact of us not talking about this? So I know conversations that we're going to have are about, for instance, capitalism, right? Also, we talk about collectivism versus individualism because Meg and I both live 
in the West and in the United States, which means that we have, we've grown up steeped in a country that has a rugged individualism, like cowboy kind of identity. And what does that mean? How is it beneficial and how is it harmful to us as individuals, us as coaches, us as human um, beings? Maybe this is a good time to talk a little bit about my sort of background. So I also think it is interesting. Both of us serve clients who often feel underrepresented in whatever group they're in. You, you serving creatives. I come from tech and unsurprisingly tech is a very male dominated, very white um, industry. And it's certainly particularly tied to capitalism. Tech is like where a lot of money is now, like the most money in the world. If you look at the top, you know, top richest people, um, so for me, um, I, I identify as a white woman. I'm about as white as they get. If you look at my DNA, I'm also queer and I have pretty severe ADHD and a lot of the clients I serve actually identify as neurodivergent as well. And I also have chronic illness. So these are all things that sort of have affected how I show up in my career, how I show up in my coaching. And in particular, there is a lot of need to really examine how our own identities and also how dominant identities of the, the people out in the world, the, the group that we, we are like part of affect us. Like, what is that conversation like? Is it one that's in service to us? Are we even conscious of it? Because particularly in tech, I'm sure we'll probably have some stories that get shared along the way, but like particularly in tech, a lot of people essentially are like, I'm not aware of this. So even just building awareness and starting to ask these questions seems like the first step, which is funny because of course, one of the first steps in coaching, like actually like being coached is awareness. So I feel like there's a pretty awesome connection there that we build awareness first to become aware of our emotions. We also become aware of our intersectional identities so that we can go and examine them. So this is, this is sort of like a fun project for us. I mean, neither of us like dominantly serve coaches. I think we both coached coaches, but like, if anything, it's as much about sort of improving our own coaching as it is about anything else. And like, really thinking about how how we can be of service to the people that we're collaborating with. And I would say being like better human beings and by our own metric of what it means to be better. So although this conversation is targeted towards coaches, for anybody who wants to coach themselves better or develop more awareness or some might even say clarity. That's what this conversation is for. It's for us to kind of examine the impact our circumstances are having on our brain, being in this particular meat suit is having on our brain, or I would not even say brain, but I would even say like spirit, I would even say on our soul, on our human experience, so that we can like decouple some beliefs, some thoughts, some stories that don't serve us, which we may not even be aware of. And I can't wait to share more with you and with Meg, because um, by the time this comes out, everyone can know or does know that I'm pregnant. And so I've actually also been consuming a lot of 
like developmental psychology books. This is how Megan and I nerd out. And also a lot of like neuroscience books. And it's been very interesting because what they tell us about how the brain behaves, if we just look at the science, there's actually a gap between that and what I see I've learned or how I've been trained as a coach. And so for me, again, it gives me an opportunity to be like, hey, what do I want to do with these two desperate like sources of information? And how do I want to actually incorporate that to serve people better? So we can't wait to have you listen in. Yay. And I'm sure we'll be giving lots of examples about how this is applicable to you, but Honestly, just listening in and being thoughtful about this and continuing conversation is how you can get a lot out of this. There is no like exercise you need to do or worksheet you need to fill out. It's literally just like, listen and be thoughtful and have some fun with it. Like a lot of this stuff can feel very serious and heavy and like, oh my God, I'm doing it wrong. I'm coaching wrong. I need to be more feminist or more intersectional, but you know, we're all humans and it is inevitable that we're going to fuck up at various points in time. And rather than sort of beating ourselves up for it as coaches, let's learn from it and be curious about it. So I think the other thing that, that at least personally, I really want to like have as a mission for all of this is like, just invite people to be curious rather than, you know, shamed about not always getting it right. Yeah. So, and with that, this is an invitation for you also to be in dialogue with us. So while we are chatting with each other, and yes, this is not happening in real time, we're going to give you our information so that we can take this conversation outside of the podcasting container. One of the things that we most value and want to practice, again, is leveling the playing field, having an a conversation among equals and co-creating a new reality, not only for us as coaches, but also for all human beings. And we cannot do it without you. Yay. I say yay a lot because I'm very excited for all of the stuff that we're doing. So thank you. And we hope you get a lot out of the first season of this. If there's lots of interest, we'll probably do another season. So definitely reach out if you get stuff out of this, continue the conversation. We We want to hear from you. Until next time. And you can just binge onto the second episode. See you soon. Thanks for joining us with Clarity Call. Want to take this conversation about coaching online? We'd really love to hear from you. So you should reach out to us on social media. You can reach out to me, Nancy. I am a coach for creatives. I help you create the art, money, and impact you want. You can find me on Instagram at TheNancySun. And if you want to connect with me, Meg Kirstead, um, you can also find me on Instagram at Meg Kirstead, and that's spelled K-I-E-R-S-T-E-A-D. I help ADHDers and other neurodivergent badasses redesign their work and lives to fit with their unique brains. And I also have an incredible community called the Black Sheep Playground, which is the best place in the entire world for you to come and play if you have ADHD. Great. You can find our Instagram handles in the show notes. So feel free to give us a follow. Until next time.